Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. On this day in 1552, a hardworking saint was received into heaven. Katharina von Bora was not saved by her works or because she married the great reformer, Dr. Martin Luther. Instead, she was saved in the same way that any other person can be saved, and that is by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. In English, some prefer to call her Katharina, others Catherine, and others Katie. I'll go with Katie. She was born on January 29, 1499, into a family of lesser Saxon nobility. Her mom died when she was only five years old, and her dad quickly remarried. About the time she turned six, Katie was sent to a convent school in Brenna, about 30 miles from home, and she never returned home to live with her siblings or her parents again. That was the only educational opportunity for girls at the time. About three years later, she transferred to another covenant where, or convent where two of her aunts lived, and Katie took her vows to become a nun when she was 16 years old. Within a few years, uh, she and her fellow nuns began reading the works of Martin Luther, and they agreed that these writings matched the truths that were found in the Holy Scriptures. Convinced of the truths that were recovered by Martin Luther, Katie and several other nuns wanted to get out of the convent, but doing so is extremely risky. It was considered to be a serious offense to leave a monastery or a convent. They could be executed if they are caught violating their vows. They tried to plot an escape, but they were caught, and they were severely punished. So one of her aunts wrote to Martin Luther for help. He arranged for a man to bring a load of barrels in a covered wagon, and the women hid in these barrels as they left the cloister on Holy Saturday of 1523. Later, tradition suggests that these barrels were used to transport herring, which cannot be determined for sure even to this day. Can you imagine, though, riding for many miles in a barrel that had been used for herring? Now that the women were free, they needed to go somewhere. So first, Luther tried to have them go live with their own families, but their families were unwilling to receive these women because it was considered to be too risky. These women were now considered to be fugitives. So Luther sought to find suitable men for these women to marry. Each were able to fi find a man to marry, with the exception of one woman, Katharina von Bora. She re refused many of the potential suitors that they found for her. Finally, she's, she told Nicholas von Amsdorf that she would be willing to marry that great reformer, Nicholas von Amsdorf, or Martin Luther himself. Aim big, I suppose. Luther was hesitant at first because he thought it may hurt the Reformation by causing a scandal. But he conceded, and they married. Luther said that his marriage would please his father, rile the Pope, and cause the angels to laugh and the devils to weep. They did not marry as lovebirds who couldn't resist each other. Instead, their love toward each other grew as they remained married. 
Luther would affectionately call Katie my chains because she reined him in, convincing him to go on fewer dangerous journeys and curbing his generosity, for she would tell Luther to remember the needs of his own family. God would eventually give them six children, and they adopted up to 11 more. Two of the children that they had died as children, which was very hard for Martin and Katie. But in faith, Luther said that if he could have his 13-year-old daughter back, along with all of the wealth of France, he would not have her back because she is set free from the crosses and trials of this life and is enjoying bliss in heaven. The home that, Luther, that the Luthers lived in was called the Black Clo Cloister because the monks that used to live there were dressed in black. It was a monastery that was eventually gifted to the Luthers by Elector John the Steadfast. It was a huge place with 40 rooms, most of which remained occupied throughout their life there. It had a brewery that Katie operated, and gardens, and pasture, and animals, and was often visited by guests. Serving as a hotel of sorts, many would often be found living there, and Katie would take care of them. You can tour that black cloister today because it serves as a museum. Several times during Katie's lifetime, Wittenberg had suffered from Black Death, the plague that killed almost half of those who were infected with the disease from the 1300s to the 1600s. Usually the townspeople would flee when the plague would hit, but some would stay at the Black Cloister, which was, again, Luther's home. When Martin Luther died in 1546, Katie was 47 years old, and their children ranged in age from 11 to 19. And grieving, Katie wrote, He gave so much of himself in service, not only to one town or to one country, but to the whole world. Yes, my sorrow is so deep that no words can express my heartbreak, and it is humanly impossible to understand what state of mind and spirit I am in. I can neither eat nor drink, not even sleep. God knows that when I think of having lost him, I can neither talk nor write in all my suffering. Apart from grieving, Katie was known to have the ability to talk and to talk. Luther was known to joke with her, asking if she had prayed the Lord's Prayer before she just gave that sermon. Katie inherited some of Luther's land and all of Luther's debt when he died, but not the Black Cloister. Eventually, her brother, Hans von Bora, was appointed to be her guardian, which then made it possible for her to stay in the Black Cloister. War between the Protestant princes and the Catholic emperor broke out in 1546, causing Katie and her family to flee Wittenberg, Excuse me. Suddenly my nose is running. Anyway, so war between the Protestant princes and the Catholic emperor broke out in 1546, uh, just about four or five months after Luther died, which caused Katie and her family to flee Wittenberg twice. 
The black cloister remained intact during that war, but her farm and her livestock and her gardens were all destroyed. Many of her friends were imprisoned, including Emperor John Frederick and the great artist Lucas Cranach. Katie's life was cut short just six years after Martin Luther died when she and her family were on their way to Torgau to escape the plague in Wittenberg. So on that occasion, they did choose to flee instead of stay put, which they normally had done. The, tra the trip to Torgau was muddy and it was dangerous. For whatever reason, her horse got spooked, her wagon crashed, and she fell out. She landed in a ditch and is knocked unconscious. She was then paralyzed and endured fevers and succumbed to death for her injuries three months later, just five days before Christmas, on this day in 1552. As a short survey of Katie Luther's life indicates, life in those days was incredibly difficult. We ourselves face plenty of uncertainties, for we may question how good the future will be for our children and for our children's children, especially as morals are quickly declining and people put their trust in their stuff instead of Christ. We hear of wars and rumors of wars going on all around the world, and we see our nation getting involved in many of them. But the uncertainties faced in early 16th century Europe compared to those today were certainly greater then. You, ne you never knew when the Black Plague would strike yet again. You never knew how many would die in your own family because of it. If you followed the Bible's teaching instead of the Roman Catholic Church's teachings, your life could be in severe danger. Child mortality rates were very high. The life expectancy because of poor living conditions was obviously much lower. Even knowing where your next meal was coming from was a challenge for many. Most Germans were peasants, and they lived in abject poverty, especially as much of what they earned was taken from them by the church and the government. Yet the people soldiered on. They trusted that God would care for them, and he did. Some of those who lived, suffered, and died in Europe hundreds of years ago are our ancestors. They not only placed they not only passed their genes on, but they also passed on the faith. They fought the good fight to allow the truth of God's word to flourish and so that sinners would hear the saving word and be saved by it. Certainly, Katie followed our Lord's bidding found in tonight's reading from Isaiah. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. As she experienced joy and heartbreak, she maintained with confidence the word of God when he said, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than, than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. The word of God accomplishes what God pleases. He called Martin Luther, Katie Luther, and many others out of darkness into the glorious light of the gospel. For God accomplished that which he pleased. And the same happens even in our day. 
that same saving word of God is at work, giving us knowledge of our Savior Jesus, forgiving us of our sin, and working saving faith in us so that we trust in Christ, our Good Shepherd. After all, we have Jesus as our true vine. He, as he abides in us, he delivers to us the blessed hope of everlasting life. He forgives us of our sin, and he reconciles us to our Father in heaven, all because our Savior in love went to the cross and endured the suffering to make satisfaction for our sins. On the appointed day, God will also receive you into heaven, not because of what you have done, but because of what Christ Jesus has done for you. He saves you that your joy may be full. Amen. In the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.